Good morning, Sonship. Welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference Call, where we read from the original edition of ACIM, which is published by Course in Miracles Society. Today we're in a new chapter, Chapter 31, The Simplicity of Salvation. We'll be reading paragraphs 1 through 12. You can access an original edition by going to jcim.net, and you will see on the menu bar, original, excuse me, online edition. We gather Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we read each paragraph twice until we're finished with our assignment. After that, we open up the call. We continue our workbook lesson practice where we remember when anyone's reading, speaking, or listening now or later, that they are the Son of God. And we invite our daily workbook lesson, number 323, into our study today. I gladly make the sacrifice of fear. Finally, we ask that you meet your phone at all times unless you are speaking by using your own mute function on your device. So has anyone joined the call that would like to get on the reading list or just say hello? Good morning. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. You want to read? Yes. Uh-huh. Thanks. Great. Anyone else? All right. And in this beautiful instant, I'm going to turn the call over to uh, Sharon from Morning Prayer. Sharon? Thank you. Dear Brother Jesus, I can't believe we are on Chapter 31 already. I hope you had a lovely time sharing this amazing writing with Helen. I would have loved to have been a fly on her office wall when she was reading it to Bill. So you remind us today that salvation is so simple. We just need to be to recognize that nothing that was untrue has ever been true, nor ever will be. And that which is untrue cannot do any harm to us in truth. The more I want to learn your message of love, the more easy it becomes to experience it. You remind us that we know how to distinguish love from its opposite. I remember your guidance so clearly in chapter 23. You asked us, quote, how can you know whether you choose the stairs to heaven or the way to hell? Quite easily, how do you feel? Is peace in your awareness? Are you certain which way you go? Unquote. So yes, thank you. I do know. Thank you so much for laying out the process by which we can go home, for giving us a path that could be so full of ease if we allow it to be. And you also know that since we are so attached to ego that we block our own way until one by one, we have asked for your help with that which deceives us into believing that we really cannot have deep peace and life-giving joy, that all is lost and we're stuck. Thank you that each time that thought comes up, we can, I can, find release. Our difficulties have nothing to do with you or the way your curriculum is written. 
Your genius wrote the perfect course for me. Your will is pure love. So of course you want love. You would love us all to surrender into gladness and confidence this very instant and to stay there. It is only ego that questions this. It says, but what if that isn't good for you? What if it is in his will that you are pro- you prolong the process? I love that that voice is becoming so transparent now. That is because as you and the Holy Spirit, you are making it easy despite the voice of resistance. Thank you. And you remind us what skilled and diligent learners we are. We have learned the lessons of egoic thinking and practiced them and turned to them seemingly endlessly. We have memorized egoic thought, almost worshipped it, and paid homage to it. We know the stance of egoic thought so well that these thoughts are likened to that of our own mind, like our true mind, our true thoughts. We can confuse them so easily, yet you remind us to stop. Stop and ask ourselves, how do you feel? How do I feel? But our thoughts, of course, could not bring us that kind of pain because we are not made of darkness. They are not our thoughts. And yet we believe we are powerless. Isn't it ironic that our power is so strong that we can totally fool ourselves every waking moment. However, you still shine through like golden sunlight beneath a heavy bank of clouds that hover just above the horizon. When I see that very literal skyscape, I remember. I know so much lies beyond. And you use this image to crack through my internal cloud bank and bring me hope. Bring me back to my true thoughts. The thoughts for my true self. Ah, thank you. And now we unlearn and undo that which we have practiced with the grace of God. You tell us that focusing our mind in this other kind of learning, the unlearning Learning is the perfect use of these skilled minds and strong wills. The Holy Spirit is using our minds for our great benefit. That is just the very best. You tell us, quote, His simple lessons in forgiveness have a power mightier than yours because they call from God and from your true self, your capital S self, to you, end quote. 
we have so often thought of the voice of God as being that still, small voice. However, that is only because our minds are so full of static that we nearly drown it out. But this voice has all the power of the universe in it. You assure us that, quote, God will not his son forget him. And the power of his will is in the voice that speaks for him, unquote. The choice is ours as to how long we will take to attune our ears to him, to our true thoughts. What do I want? What do I really know I can have? To ask myself this question makes me chuckle. All the strife I have caused myself is just plain goofy. Thank you for the fact that I am getting that. Thank you for the peace that lingers just outside my vision, then comes within it, then back out again, only return, only to return. And so goes the dance. It is a good one, for I know that together we are making good progress. <sighs> you whisper to me, laugh, Sharon. It's not all that serious. Thank you. I see the sparkling nature of your beautiful eyes, and I see the twinkle in my soul. I love you. Thank you for all of this that you hold out for me. The greatest meaning I can experience is to give it to others. My life is so full of meaning that I know this. Thank you. May I bless you today. Please bless through me today. Amen. Thank you, Sharon. Amen. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Amen. Thank you so much, Sharon. This was so beautiful. Chapter 31. The Simplicity of Salvation. Introduction. One. How simple is salvation? All it says is what never was true is not true now and never will be. The impossible has not occurred and can have no effects. And that is all. Can this be hard to learn by anyone who wants it to be true? Only unwillingness to learn it could make such an easy lesson difficult. And how hard is it to see that what is false cannot be true and what is true cannot be false? You can no longer say that you perceive no differences in false and true. You have been told exactly how to tell one from the other and just what to do if you become confused. Why then do you persist in learning not such simple things? Great question. Lee, one and two, please. How simple is salvation? All it says is what was never true is not true now and never will be. The impossible has not occurred and can have no effects. And that is all. Can this be hard to learn by anyone who wants it to be true? Only unwillingness to learn it could make such an easy lesson difficult. How hard is it to see that what is false cannot be true? And what is true 
cannot be false. You can no longer say that you perceive no differences in false and true. You've been told exactly how to tell one from the other and just what to do if you become confused. Why then do you persist in learning not such simple things? There is a reason, but confuse it not with difficulty in the simple things salvation asks of you. It teaches but the very obvious. It merely goes from one apparent lesson to the next in easy steps which lead you gently from one to another with no strain at all. This cannot be confusing, yet you are confused. For somehow you believe that what is totally confused is easier to learn and understand. What you have taught yourselves is such a giant learning feat, it is indeed incredible. But you accomplished it because you wanted to and did not pause in diligence to judge it hard to learn or too complex to grasp. Thank you, Lee. Sharon, two and three, please. There is a reason, but confuse it not with difficulty in the simple things salvation asks you learn. It teaches but the very obvious. It merely goes from one apparent lesson to the next in easy steps, which lead you gently from one to another with no strain at all. This cannot be confusing, yet you are confused. For somehow you believe that what is totally confused is easier to learn and understand. <laughs> What you have taught yourselves is such a giant learning feat. It is indeed incredible. But you accomplish it because you wanted to and did not pause in diligence to judge it hard to learn or too complex to grasp. No one who understands what you have learned, how carefully you have learned it, and the pains to which you went to practice and repeat the lessons endlessly in every form you could conceive of them, could ever doubt the power of your learning skill. <laughs> there is no greater power in the world. The world was made by it and even now depends on nothing else. The lessons you have taught yourself have been so overlearned and fixed they rise like heavy curtains to obscure the simple and the obvious. <sighs> Say not you cannot learn them. For your power to learn is strong enough to teach you that your will is not your own. Your thoughts do not belong to you and even you are someone else. Thank you, Sharon. Fran, three and four, please. Three. No one who understands what you have learned, how carefully you have learned it, and the pains to which you went to practice and repeat the lessons endlessly in every form you could conceive of them could ever doubt the power of your learning skill. There is no greater power in the world. The world was made by it and even now depends on nothing else. The lessons you have taught yourselves 
have been so overlined and fixed, they rise like heavy curtains to obscure the simple and the obvious. Say not, you cannot learn them. For your power to learn is strong enough to teach you that your will is not your own. Your thoughts do not belong to you, and even you are someone else. Four, who could maintain that lessons such as these are easy? You, you have learned more than this. You have continued taking every step, however difficult, without complaint until a world was built that suited you. And every lesson that makes the world arises from the first accomplishment of learning. And enormity is so great, the Holy Spirit's voice seems small and still before its magnitude. The world began with one strange lesson, powerful enough to render God forgotten and his son an alien to himself, in exile from the home where God himself established him. You who have taught yourselves the Son of God is guilty, say not that you cannot learn the simple things salvation teaches you. Thank you, Fran. Paula, four and five, please. Who would maintain that lessons such as these are easy? Yet you have learned more than this. You have continued taking every step, however difficult, without complaint, until a world was built that suited you. And every lesson that makes up the world arises from the first accomplishment of learning, an enormity so great that Holy Spirit's voice seems small and still before its magnitude. The world began with one strange lesson, powerful enough to render God forgotten and his son an alien to himself, in exile from the home where God himself established him. You who have taught yourself the Son of God is guilty, say not that you cannot learn the simple things salvation teaches you. Five, learning is an ability you made and gave yourselves. It was not made to do the will of God, but to uphold a wish that it could be opposed and that a will apart from it was yet more real than it. And this has learning sought to demonstrate, and you have learned what it was made to teach. Now does your ancient overlearning stand implacable before the voice of truth and teach you that its lessons are not true, too hard to learn, too difficult to see, and too opposed to what is really true? Yet you will learn them, for their learning is the only purpose for the learning skill the Holy Spirit sees in all the world. His simple lessons in forgiveness gave a power mightier than yours, because they call from God and from yourself to you. Thank you, Paula. Carl, five and six, please. Learning is an ability you made and gave yourselves. It was not made to do the will of God, but to uphold a wish that it could be opposed, and that a will apart from it was yet more real than it. And this has learning sought to demonstrate, and you will have learned what it was to make what it 
and you have learned what it was made to teach. Now does your ancient overlearning stand implacable before the voice of truth and teach you that its lessons are not true, too hard to learn, too difficult to see, and too opposed to what is really true? Yet you will learn them, for their learning is the only purpose for your learning skill the Holy Spirit sees in all the world. His simple lessons in forgiveness have a power mightier than yours because they call from God and from yourself to you. 6. Is this a little vo- is this a little voice so small and still it cannot rise above the senseless noise of sounds which have no meaning? God will not his son forget him and the power of his will is in the voice that speaks for him. Which lesson will you learn? What outcome is inevitable, sure as God, and far beyond all doubt and question? Can it be your little learning, strange in outcome and incredible in difficulty, will withstand the simple lessons being taught to you in every moment of each day since time began and learning has been made? Thank you, Carl. Reverend Regia, six and seven, please. Okay, six. Is this a little voice, so small and still it cannot rise above the senseless noise of sounds which have no meaning? God willed not his son forget him, and the power of his will is in the voice that speaks for him. Which lesson will you learn? What outcome is inevitable, sure as God, and far beyond all doubt and question? Can it be your little learning, strange an outcome, in, and incredible in difficulty, will sta- withstand the simple lessons being taught to you in every moment of each day since time began and learning had been made? Seven. The lessons to be learned are only two. Each has its outcome in a different world, and each world follows surely from its source. The certain outcome of the lesson that God's Son is guilty is the world you see. It is a world of terror and despair, nor is there hope of happiness in it. There is no plan for safety you can make that will ever succeed. There is no joy that you can seek for here and hope to find. Yet this is not the only outcome which your learning can produce. However much you may have overlearned your chosen task, the lesson which reflects the love of God is stronger still. And you will learn God's Son is innocent and see another world. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Mary, 7 and 8, please. Lessons to be learned are only two. Each has its outcome in a different world. And each world follows surely from its source. The certain outcome of the lesson that God's Son is guilty is the world you see. It is a world of terror and despair. Nor is there hope of happiness in it. There is no plan for safety you can make 
that ever will succeed. There is no joy that you can seek for here and hope to find. Yet this is not the only outcome which your learning can produce. However much you may have overlearned your chosen task, the lesson which reflects the love of God is stronger still. And you will learn God's Son is innocent and see another world. 8. The outcome of the lesson that God's Son is guiltless is a world in which there is no fear and everything is lit with hope and sparkles with a gentle friendliness. Nothing but calls to you in soft appeal to be your friend and let it join with you. And never does a call remain unheard, misunderstood, nor left unanswered in the self-same tongue in which the call was made. And you will understand it was this call that everyone and everything within the world has always made, but you had not perceived it as it was. And now you see you were mistaken. You had been deceived by forms the call was hidden in, and so you did not hear it and had lost a friend who always wanted to be part of you. The soft, eternal calling of each part of God's creation to the whole is heard throughout the world this second lesson brings. Mm, thank you, Mary. Do you have a new reader, please, for 8 and 9? All right, Lee, 8 and 9, please. The outcome of the lesson that God's Son is guiltless is a world in which there is no fear and everything is lit with hope and sparkles with a gentle friendliness. Nothing but calls to you in soft appeal to be your friend and let it join with you. And never does a call remain unheard, misunderstood, nor left unanswered in the self-same tongue in which the call was made. And you will understand it was this call that everyone and everything within the world has always made. But you had not perceived it as it was. And now you see you were mistaken. You had been deceived by forms the call was hidden in, and so you did not hear it and had lost a friend who always wanted to be part of you. The soft, eternal calling of each part of God's creation to the whole is heard throughout the world this second lesson brings. Nine. There is no living thing which does not share the universal will 
that it be whole and that you do not leave its call unheard. Without your answer is it left to die as it is saved from death when you have heard its calling as the ancient call to life and understood that it is but your own. The Christ in you remembers God with all the certainty with which he knows his love. And only if his son is innocent can he be love. For God were fear indeed if he whom he created innocent could be a slave to guilt. God's perfect son remembers his creation. But in guilt he has forgotten what he really is. Thank you, Lee. Sharon, are you able to read 9 and 10? Yes, I can. Okay, great. 9 and 10. There is no living thing which does not share the universal will that it be whole and that you do not leave it its call unheard. Without your answer, is it left to die? As it is saved from death, when you have heard its challenge or its calling, as the ancient call to life, and understood that it is but your own. The Christ in you remembers God with all the certainty with which he knows his love. But only if his son is innocent can he be love. For God were fear indeed if he whom he created innocent could be a slave to guilt. God's perfect son remembers his creation, but in guilt he has forgotten what he really is. The fear of God results as surely from the lesson that his son is guilty as God's love must be remembered when he learns his innocence. For hate must father fear and look upon its father as itself. How wrong are you who fail to hear the call that echoes past each seeming call to death? that sings beyond each murderous attack and pleads that love restore the dying world. You do not understand who calls to you beyond each form of hate, each call to war. Yet, you will recognize him as you give him answer in the language that he calls. He will appear when you have answered him. And you will know in him that God is love. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sharon. Fran, 10 and 11, please. 10. The fear of God results as surely from the lesson that his son is guilty as God's love must be remembered when he learns his innocence. For hate must father fear and look upon its father as itself. How wrong are you who fail to hear the call that echoes past each seeming call to death, that sings behind each murderous attack and pleads that love restore the dying world? You do not understand who calls to you beyond each form of hate, each call to war. 
Yet you will recognize him as you give him answer in the language that he calls. He will appear when you have answered him. Then you will know in him that God is love. 11. What is temptation but a wish to make the wrong decision on what you would learn and have an outcome that you do not want? It is the recognition that it is a state of mind unwanted that becomes the means whereby the choice is reassessed, another outcome seems to be preferred. You are deceived if you believe you want disaster and disunity and pain. Hear not the call for this within yourself, but listen rather to the deeper call beyond it that appeals for peace and joy, and all the world will give you peace and joy. For as you hear, you answer. And behold, your answer is the proof of what you learned. Its outcome is the world you look upon. Thank you, friend. Paul, are you out the door? No, I'm still here. Okay. 11 and 12, please. What is temptation but a wish to make the wrong decision on what you would learn and have an outcome that you do not want? It is the recognition that it is a state of mind, unwanted, that becomes the means whereby the choice is reassessed. Another outcome seemed to be preferred. You are deceived if you believed you want disaster. You are deceived if you believe you want disaster and disunity and pain. Hear not the call for this within yourself, but listen, rather, to the deeper call beyond it that appeals for peace and joy, and all the world will give you joy and peace. For you, for as you hear, you answer, and behold, your answer is the proof of what you learned. Its outcome is the world you look upon. Twelve. <clears throat> Let us be still an instant and forget all things we've ever learned, all thoughts we had, and every preconception which we hold of what things mean and what their purpose is. Let us remember not our own ideas of what the world is for. We do not know. Let every image held of everyone be loosened from our minds and swept away. Be innocent of judgment, unaware of any thoughts of evil or of good that ever crossed your mind of anyone. Now do we know him not? But you are free to learn of him, and learn of him anew. Now is he born again to you, and you are born again to him, without the past that sentenced him to death, and you with him. Now is he free to live, as you are free, because an ancient learning passed away, and left a place for truth to be reborn. Thank you, Paula. And Carl, 12, please. Let us be still an instant and forget all things we ever learned, all thoughts we had, and every preconception which we hold of what things mean and what their purpose is. Let us remember not our own ideas of what the world is for. We do not know. Let every image held of everyone be loosened from our minds and swept away. Be innocent of judgment 
unaware of any thoughts of evil or of good that ever crossed your mind of anyone. Now do we know him not, but you are free to learn of him and learn of him anew. Now is he born again to you, and you are born again to him without the past that sentenced him to die, and you with him. Now is he free to live, as you are free because an ancient unlearning, excuse me, an ancient learning passed away and left a place for truth to be reborn. Thank you, Carl. Reverend Regent, what do you say? How about a prayer to open the floor about our new reborn freedom? <laughs> sure. Okay. We'll close our eyes. And draw within as we are opening to a different way of seeing and of knowing. We are going to look at everything now with the eyes of Christ, with nothing excluded. And he asks us that we do this first by letting go of all we thought we knew. We thought we knew how it works, how the world works. How we had to defend ourselves, protect ourselves from evil. But now, we're going to let everything go. All our own ideas about how it is. And open to a new vista. A new world. When we see Innocence instead of guilt. We see a new world. It opens up to us. Our brother is seen anew without the guilt we placed upon him. And we ourselves are seen anew. We're seen in the light of the innocence of who we truly are. No need to defend. We are guiltless and sinless and eternal. Everything changes by just letting go and letting God. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. It's so beautiful. This is Sharon, and I started thinking about where we as a culture put our our minds and our attention. And I I just started taking a few notes, and they're based on this. Um, It started with paragraph two, halfway down. It says... For somehow you believe that it is totally confused, it's easier that what is totally confused is easier to learn and understand. What you have taught yourself is such a giant learning feat that is indeed incredible. But you have accomplished it because you wanted to and did not pause 
and diligence to judge it hard to learn or too complex to grasp. So I started taking a few notes on this, and this is what I just wrote down. The thoughts I engage in can be so complex. I used to analyze other people's actions and abstract concepts endlessly. My thoughts were so circular. Just thinking about all the words we learn in order to have conversations, let alone all the technical language with all the acronyms and jargon, and all the information we absorb, especially in this age of information. Debate can be a pastime. I think about the game Trivial Pursuit and the TV game show Jeopardy that has been running for over three decades. All of that information adds so much complexity to our thought system. And then there are the systems of law, science, government, medicine, technology, the quote, facts of history. None of this is bad, but it, takes, it can take up so much of our time. And as Jesus reminds us, it is meaningless. I'm so happy that I don't have the kind of brain that is attracted to information. I don't remember information, <laughs> which can make it hard at work because teaching has become so complicated. But it really does help me to move out into a very quiet and open space. Thank you, Reverend Regia, for your words about letting go of, of all I thought I knew, which makes me, quote, ready to open up to a new vista. That was really beautiful. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. Uh, this is Dummy Rob. I want you guys to know that I have joined you for the new reiteration of the course outlined as Jesus as Raj does by starting and we're doing this absolutely appropriately just four days before Sagittarius and we're now going to proceed with me through my 31st year of not getting it because I have the chance now to have the knowledge that you have accrued join the little bit I have accrued, and I may actually succeed this year. I am not placing you under duress. I am merely stating that I am happy to be with you on this new endeavor that leads to Chapter 30. Thank you all. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Great to have you here. Now, listen, you you didn't hear me. Thank you, dummy Rob. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One dummy to another dummy. Thank you. (laughs) Right. All right, and we're all done. That was how I would want to be. And this is Ida. And, um... I have had a mind in this lifetime that loved information. And I just, and the information, I wasn't so fond of school, you know, but the information that I really wanted about spirituality and holistic health and all that kind of stuff, I 
bred voraciously. I read while I was nursing my babies. I, you know, all this stuff for well, at least a decade, many years until I got to the point where I'm like, I read enough. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I stopped reading books, but and now I'm starting to forget things and like I was thinking, oh no, I'm getting Alzheimer's or you know the the negative thing first, but but the ego always speaks first. But now I'm thinking, no, it's good that I'm forgetting things because I'm only worrying. I only want to learn what I really need to learn to have salvation and help my brothers and sisters have salvation um, in this world. And and I got to tell you something. I was, I was sitting there on my bed with a, um, a cozy throw and, and my... Um, Kitty Princess Baby Star came in and sat on my lap while I was reading and following along and then I had to get up and go to the bathroom and then so she got up and she moved to my left against my clothes and right she put her head and her one of her paws right on the course on the book as where the pages are all together in the in the you know at the end and it's kind of like to me it's like she's do you know how they're saying that, like, like animals, well, I guess Raj said this, that the animals are perfect creations and we can eventually talk to them about science or whatever. And I think she knows and she feels the enormous power and love of this course. And it, that's why she chose to put her paw on it and then her head on it, too. So I love that Princess Baby Star. She's, she's my baby. So <laughs> thank you. And I'm complete. Sweet images, sweet images. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. You're most welcome. It's Lee. It seems fitting that um, that a that a section that kind of chides us for making salvation difficult would be titled "The Simplicity of Salvation," and. Um, so it's a pretty rousing start. Salvation, he tells me in the Course, is as easy as, as not working so hard to stay asleep when it's so easy to wake. Then he details exactly what I've done in choosing a slumbering experience of this life and world how difficult it's been to make up meanings for everything and everyone that don't accord with what's so. How gently the, the voice of the Holy Spirit calls me to just awaken to allowing everything be seen and heard as it is. And how many calls there are across creation from every living thing that it be recognized as it is and be made whole again he wants me to know that this slumbering awareness that has defied the truth and written my own meanings, I got together with all the others who decided to defy the truth, and we've written a whole interlacing version of mistaken meanings on everyone and everything. He wants me to know that that work I've done has prevented this call from every living thing that it be accepted whole again, that it no longer be denied life, 
that again in this section is what he's referring to when he refers in two different places that every living thing be asked that it not be left to death but be given life this slumbering awareness of mine that has replaced the truth with all that I've believed has denied you life denies me life because my life springs from the truth of me and your life and your wholeness springs from the truth of you while we deny that to one another we're leaving each other as he says in this section we're leaving each other to die when by turning toward one another we could save one another from the denial of life or save one another from death nothing could be more dramatic than for him to tell me depending on which of two ways I choose to walk this world two different worlds unfold before me if I choose the way of slumber then the world that unfolds before me is the one I'm so familiar with that world of pain and despair difficulty and attack defense and fear but he says very dramatically when I'm ready to listen to the simple lessons in forgiveness whose power is mightier than the lessons I've taught myself when I listen to these lessons that call from God and from my actual identity to me that I remember all that I turned away from when I began to follow the ego and it's directing me into a slumbering experience of this life and world that call from God is a call to a different entirely different version of the world a world restored to what is and released from all my mistaken impressions all my mistaken formulations everything that seemed to separate me from you and separate me from life itself and make of this whole life and world a struggle the lessons to be learned are only two he says in seven and each has its outcome in a different world when I'm tired of the one I'm living when I'm tired of the one I'm seeing when I'm tired of the one that does not exist I'll give up fashioning it out of the ego's fantasy and allow myself be awakened to the world the ego's world had always hid each has its outcome in a different world and each world follows surely from its source the certain outcome of the lesson that God's son is guilty is the world you see but he says at the end of that very paragraph however may you, um, however much you may have overlearned what you've learned the lesson which reflects the love of God is stronger still and you will learn God's son is innocent and see another world all one need do is sit with paragraph 8 to discover how different is the world which I behold if I can accept the one lesson God's son is innocent my belief in guilt and condemnation has wrecked 
my experience of the world, and my relationship with others. When I challenge all my beliefs of guilt, attack, and condemnation, then I'm allowed to see an innocence that accords um, what you are, that allows you to be accepted back as part of me. It's condemnation that, just, that separates me from the call of every living thing, that it be accepted into the wholeness that it is. My belief in guilt has separated me madly. My coming to understand what innocence is and how all-encompassing innocence is will welcome me back into wholeness and will, he says in a, bring to me discovery of the world that he describes so beautifully in a, ending with a sentence, the soft, eternal calling of each part of God's creation to the whole is heard throughout the world this second lesson blinks, brings. Um, that's quite enough for me. Thanks, guys. Very, very appropriate. And how do we do it with forgiveness and the holy instant? And then dummy Rob turns into beginning enlightened Rob. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, Thank you, Lee. As always. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Um, this is Reverend Ridge Julian. Uh, uh, what I was uh, thinking of, what came, something came to me while while Lee was talking and and sharing and and uh, and that call. You know, there is uh, number nine. There is no living thing which does not share the universal will that it be whole, and that you do not leave its call unheard. And I I continue to relate what's happening of course in the world today in the world as uh, we perceive it today because it's a it's it's on a global universal level and we're all feeling the effects of our thoughts about it how we perceive it and so i had this thought um that yeah what's keeping what keeps me back from perhaps shifting my view to a new vista is basically the fear of death and that is a huge one because people will say well you just can't let terrorists come and come into our country and kill us you know so then basically the basic fear is that of death it sounds simple but that's but that's it and so we need to protect and we need to fight back and attack and keep them from killing us. And the thing is that when Christ came, he had a message and he demonstrated the message by seemingly being killed, allowing himself, allowing himself. In fact, coming for that very purpose to seemingly be tortured and killed the thing is his message was I I can't be killed I didn't die I let you go through this to show you that's not what's real 
you haven't affected who I am. And so I think the second, for me, all of a sudden I realized that the second coming, he tells us, is within all of us. And it is when we get to that same place, it's huge. That place is knowing we do not die. We cannot die. And from that place, we offer forgiveness and we see our brother as innocent. And what does he say? I mean, we know that God is, that we can see that God is love. Yeah, that's it, on the 10. And, and he will appear when you have answered him and you will know in him that God is love. And so our, our brothers will show up as who they are, not as terrorists, but as part of the all that is that calls for wholeness. It's a call for wholeness. If you read, uh, Marianne Williamson has a blog entry and she's basically saying the same thing. Uh, so in not seeing them as whole, we created the, the pushback, the call for wholeness. But anyway, it's that second coming within all of our hearts, I believe. And what a huge challenge. Because we put it out there, oh, Christ, you do it. You, you go on the cross and you die for our sins and, and you do it. You, you save us. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it's not out there. It's in us. I'm complete. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Beautiful. Thank you, Reverend Rita. That's right on. This is Harrison. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I think before or during World War II told the country that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You must have been reading the course. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that when, he, when we come right down to it, that is our only problem, is fear. We fear to give up our cherished beliefs. We fear to go beyond what we already know. We even fear the truth. And so we stay within that vicious circle uh, that has condemned us to a world of pain and suffering that we don't want, but we are afraid to give it up because it's all we know. The old saying is, the devil you know is better than the one you don't. Um, uh, and paragraph 10, Reverend Regia, was right on point. And 10, the fear of God's results as surely from the lesson that his son is guilty as God's love must be remembered 
when he learns his innocence. So the invitation is for us to look at ourselves and, and, and take inventory of what it is we believe about ourselves. Do I believe I'm guilty? Or do I believe I'm totally innocent? If I think that I have ever done anything that was wrong, that was disrespectful, that was an attack on others, any of that, if I believe that I'm capable of that, then I don't believe I am as God created me. Nothing I've ever done, nothing I've ever done has uh, changed the fact that I am God's perfect, loving creation. And finally, my favorite paragraph in this section is number 12. Let us be still an instant and forget all things we ever learned, all things, all thoughts we had, and every preconception which we hold of what this means and what their purpose is, what things mean and what their purpose is. Let us remember not our own ideas of what the world is for. We don't know. Let every image held of everyone be loosened from our minds and swept away. Every image of me, of Saddam Hussein, of the leader of ISIS, President Obama, Donald Trump, be innocent of judgment, unaware of any thoughts of evil or of good, that ever crossed your mind of anyone. Now we do, now do we know him not. I don't know that person that I have judged amiss. But you are free to learn of him and learn of him anew. So hopeful. We can do it. We can do it now. Now is he born again to you. And you're born again to him without the past that sentenced him to die and you with him. Now is he free to live as you are free because an ancient learning has passed away and left the place for fear to be reborn, for truth to be reborn. All I have to fear is fear itself. The solution is to eliminate the idea of fear from my lexicon, from my experience. Fear nothing. Fear nothing. Because there is nothing to fear. I'm complete. On target. That was on target. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. Harrison. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. It was perfect. We all, this is Dummy Rob, uh, we all have to know that 
in the five books that are outlined that you should have in the modern world, that Jesus came innocent as we are to his tenth incarnation. He had to go through nine other incarnations starting from total innocence or backwardness to God's world and be in the crucifixion of the unknowingness and trust God and come through on the other side just like we are. The Urantia book plainly points out that this has to be done ten times for you to be a regent. And Jesus is the regent over this area. Outlined in the, in, in the very expansive work on his lifetime. And as the regent, he had to go through ten incarnations from unknowing just like we are in unknowing. But we have the Holy Spirit now that he is regent. And that is the voice for God that you can have by concentrating on having no fear and asking the Holy Spirit for your new perception in the holy instant, which is exactly what was just being spoken of. The no fear comes from trusting the voice for your comfort, the Holy Spirit. This is the method that Jesus used ten times. This is the method we could use once. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. I'm just the dummy in his hand. No, you are the son of God, as we well, all are. Well, all, all the dummies are the sons of the um, of the um, regent until they go through their own crucifixion and get it. I'm complete. And, of course, it says, Jesus said that he went through the crucifixion as an extreme learning aid so that we wouldn't have to go through a crucifixion. Basically, that's how I interpreted it. I'm complete. Yeah, that's why he's the Holy Spirit. He's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. He substituted this having to trust God. Now you can have the voice in your ear all the time. You don't have to go through it trusting you have the voice in your ear saying, when you ask, should I do this? Should I, is this okay? And stop me if it's not. That's what he means by he's now the substitution for you. I'm complete. It's Lee. You know, there's one final really, really important part of this lesson that's so timely in regard to... Uh, the violence we're also familiar with in, in Paris now. And it ties into what we've been introduced to the last couple of sections. If you remember when we read about the justification for forgiveness, that he pleaded with us to be able to welcome that Holy Spirit, take us beneath appearance, to recognize that what we need challenge now is not each other, but our own belief in 
what condemnation tells me is true. That if I can penetrate beneath my justification for anger and my justification for fear, that I can be led to a place in me that can make my peace with circumstance because I understand that beneath all appearance is this penetrating call to love, this penetrating expression of love or call to love. So he's developed that idea across the next uh, two sections, this being then the third of the three since the justification for forgiveness. And what he brings it to here, which also applies to Paris for me, is that he wants me to know I've missed many of the calls that were offered me from those that I thought were behaving um, in difficult or even murderous ways. I've missed the calls because the calls were hidden by the form in which they appeared. And he wants me to again to penetrate beneath the form and hear the call and know that the call is always coming from every living being to every other living being, that it be heard and responded to from that same part of me. That's the call of creation. But when I let the call of violence be responded to by that same voice in me, then I've missed the opportunity. And instead of according life, I've now chosen to deny life because I miss the call to life. Every call is a call to life, and every call offers me the response, the opportunity to respond with life. The form can confound me, but he wants to put me on alert. It's the sweetest call in creation, and if I answer the call with the call to life in me, then I see a world of life open before me instead of one that sees and beholds and reinforces this belief and fear and the denial of life. Thanks, I'm complete. Yes. Every call that is coming is from fear, but you must see it as a call for love. That is perfect. Thank you, everyone. Reverend Rujo, what do you say? How about a prayer for us to see the right form of life? Yes, thank you, Chris. Okay, we'll close our eyes right now as we come to the end of our time together. Our holy communion, the connection we share, is timeless. Salvation is simple indeed, and yet I must want it. What I have wanted to be the truth is convoluted and does not make sense and takes enormous energy to maintain. And yet, because it is what I wanted, that is what I receive. Instead of seeing the simple truth and knowing peace, I am innocent, and yet I continue to choose guilt. My brother is innocent, yet I continue to see him guilty. 
We are one son, united in one self with our creator. And yet I continue to see only the gap and try to make that real. I have never left the loving arms of my creator. And yet I feel bereft and lonely. All this I taught myself with the power given to me by my Creator. Quote, your power to learn is strong enough to teach you that your will is not your own, your thoughts do not belong to you, and even you are someone else. Unquote. He tells me the lessons I choose between are merely two. One, I have taught myself that the Son of God could be guilty and has made himself. And the second lesson, which reflects the love of God, is that the Son of God is innocent and was created by love. At any time I choose, I can use the power given me for listening and learning his simple lessons instead of mine, for they, quote, have a power mightier than yours because they call from God and from yourself to you, unquote. He has asked us to listen, learn, and do. And what I listen for is this, quote, the soft, eternal calling of each part of God's creation to the whole. How wrong are you who fail to hear the call that echoes past each seeming call to death, that sings behind each murderous attack and pleads that love restore the dying world. You do not understand who calls to you beyond each form of hate, each call to war. Yet you will recognize him as you give him answer in the language that he calls. He will appear when you have answered him. And you will know in him that God is love. Unquote. And so we pray, Father, Mother, God, today through Elder Brother, you have given us a beautiful prayer. Quote, let us be still an instant and forget all things we ever learned, all thoughts we had, and every preconception which we hold of what things mean and what their purpose is. Let us remember not our own ideas of what the world is for. We do not know. Let every image held of everyone be loosened from our minds and swept away. Be innocent of judgment, unaware of any thoughts of evil or of good that ever crossed your mind of anyone. Now do we know him not, but we are free to learn of him and learn of him anew. Now is he born again to you, and you are born again to him without the past that sentenced him to die, and you with him. Now is he free to live, as you are free, because an ancient learning passed away and left a place for truth to be reborn. So it is. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Reverend Rita. Thank you so much, Reverend Rita. Beautiful, Reverend Rita. Thank you. Thank you. That's in a video, and I cry every time I hear it. It's in a video, The Story of the Course. That link to the video is on our daily lesson. You can access from the webpage or our mailing. Thank you, everybody.